Welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us every Thursday for a discussion about the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry. I am playing the part of host this week. My name is Marcus Stewart, and I'm joined by an amazing supporting cast, also playing the roles of, of co-hosts, first and foremost, the flame-haired games writer himself, Mr. Kyle Hilliard. Hello, sir. All right. Sure. Yeah. You're not playing a host, Marcus. You are the host. You got to like embrace, you know, like you're. Oh, I am. <laughs> it's like method acting. Like I have to like, <laughs> should I, I've, I've spent like uh, parts of my life outside of this podcast yeah. pretending to be the host. Okay. You are finally <laughs> Just... the host. You, you're in charge. You're the captain now. Yeah. I. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I am the captain. Should I do the thing? Yeah, that's <laughs> The menacing the the eye thing? Should I do that? Just send that to Alex without context. Just context. Just send him like a DM that's like just that picture of that guy pointing. <laughs> I was just going to sabotage his, his flight plan so that he just can never come back. Oh, that works too. Uh, which is why he's not here, by the way. He's out uh, traveling on assignment. Uh, some might say he's not even, I don't think he's in this continent. Nope. Even right now. He's, he's elsewhere on a, a big old adventure, but... It's fine, because we've got some wonderful co-hosts. We're joined by Charles Hart. Hello, sir. Hello. I'm here to audition for the role of co-host. I have paired a monologue. Ooh, bad start. Okay. Bad start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said I prepared a monologue. I totally lied about that. Um, and that was my so monologue. You... It was me pretending that I didn't prepare a monologue. That's just a few of my acting chops. Uh, please hire me. Beautiful. Okay, I was looking for the role of unprepared podcast guest, so he passed with flying colors. I did it! And are joined by special guest, Elijah Gonzalez. Hello, sir. How are you? What's going on? Doing well. I'm here today as the uh, resident Street Fighter Pundit, so I hope I can fulfill my role admirably. You know, I'm glad you said that because, you know, uh, for those that haven't seen, the Street Fighter 6 reviews are live. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, from what I've seen, it is doing incredibly well, critically. A lot of high scores up to the ceiling, uh, 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 as high as a dragon punch, you might say. You, uh, you could argue. You could argue. Yeah, including yours, because you uh, reviewed the game for us. You gave it a 9.5 out of 10. And I have to say, uh, before we really dive into this, there's really only one way you can kick off a, a Street Fighter discussion, and we only get to do this of what? twice a decade how often do they release street fighter games seven years since last one yeah yeah so just real quick let me just do this real quick (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah wait here it comes (laughs) (laughs) oh man for the audio listener, uh, Marcus is—he's going ham, man. He's like—he's—he's like, he's filling up his little video square. It's some amazing dancing. Yes, it's here. Wow. Uh, well, I guess it's technically not here. It's almost here. Street Fighter Six. It launches uh, this Friday. So by the time you're listening to this, less than what 24 hours away. But like I mentioned, reviews embargo are live. It's a great game. Well, hold uh, on. Elijah, and, and you there's, a, it. there's a beta as well. Is that actively happening? Like people are playing. Uh, right now? That was last. Last. Week. Week. Yeah, that was last yeah. week. Yeah. Gotcha. So, All right. Sorry. To I, but people have played it from that and the uh, oh, yeah. the other demo that they they put out. Uh, but yeah, a few of us have been playing it on this call. And Elijah, I'm going to turn it to you. You gave it a nine five, as I mentioned. Tell us all about Street Fighter Six. Why is this game 
the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, so I think my really kind of succinct take on Street Fighter VI is that it's the most fully fleshed out um, an entry in the series has been maybe ever at launch. Uh, so kind of both in terms of what it's giving people that aren't as interested in the competitive side of things, but then also for people that are. Um, and in, in a lot of ways, it kind of feels like a pretty direct rebuttal to what happened with Street Fighter V. So like I, I kind of mentioned, that game came out seven years ago now, and at launch it was not very well received. Uh, it was kind of missing a lot of just core stuff that you expect from a fighting game. Uh, that's didn't have that's a... very polite of you, Elijah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just... uh, was... I was gonna say, like honestly, was, was I, I'm a big Street Fighter fan, and I barely played Street Fighter V because of how poorly it launched. Because by the time yeah. it got to the state where I would be interested in it, I just had moved on, so I really haven't touched it. Yeah, I, I think yeah, the problem there was like. The core mechanics weren't great at launch. It didn't have that many characters. It didn't have a story mode. Um, and they, I mean, I guess to Capcom's credit, they really tried to fix it. Uh, they supported it the last seven years. They added 30 characters. I just looked it up, uh, which is almost kind of a problem because like I got into that game a little bit later. And by the time I started playing it, there was just so many matchups to learn and like weird stuff with uh, having there been so many characters and stuff. But um, yeah, Street Fighter V, it was kind of always playing catch up. And so, like, I, I feel like with Street Fighter VI, um, this one was really given the time to kind of be a really fully featured game, uh, and it clearly was a direct response to people's complaints about the last game. It, it just has so much stuff kind of at every level. Um, there's, you know, arcade mode. There's this really extensive story mode called World Tour, which is, like, a semi-open world thing that I'll get into more in a second. Um, it has like party modes that you can change the win conditions for the game and like add items and stuff like it's Smash Bros. Um, so there's just like a lot, there's a lot here and kind of for the more competitive side of things, uh, there's a really extensive training mode, great online play, um, really smooth uh, net code that is rollback net code for anyone who uh, is more privy to like uh, fighting game stuff. Um, but yeah, so it, it's it's really, it feels like the full package to me. I really want to know about the single player stuff. Like, yep. is that, is it an engaging story? As someone who's like really, I'm not a Street Fighter guy. I'm really not a fighting game guy. I the I played six this morning. This was like my preparation for the, I played uh, Cammy's like arcade campaign, which is like four fights. Okay. So I'm a, I'm an expert uh, on par with you, Elijah. Yeah. <laughs> I know the game very well. Right. But that's, that was kind of the thing that I was like, if there's anything that's going to get me in the door for Street Fighter, truly for the first time, it's going to be a single player campaign with sort of a fun story. Does that exist here? Is it like, is it worthwhile? Yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, so the mode here is a uh, really extensive. It's basically like a semi open world um, kind of thing. I think like an okay point of comparison is the Yakuza games or the like a dragon games. I, I don't think the writing is nearly as sharp here, but in terms of format, it's like, uh, semi-open world, bunch of side quests, RPG light mechanics. Um, it's also like really long. It took me around twenty-eight hours to get to to credits. Oh, wow. and yeah, I, I was I doing like I was doing side stuff, but still like yeah. I did a double take when I I read your review and I was like, really? <laughs> it's yeah, over yeah. twenty hours, and I've started playing it. I'm on I'm on chapter four, which is probably like two-ish hours in if you mainline it. And yep. just the idea that it's like I've barely scratched the surface of what this is is kind of like exciting and also a little daunting. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think that um, where it fits into like the single player fighting game landscape, I think Mortal Kombat kind of still has the corner on like 
hey, I literally do not want to ever play against another person and I want something that's really good because those games have weirdly, really good storytelling despite it's just about people punching each other in the head in, in various ways. And um, I, I think that kind of the rub here is that I don't think the overarching storytelling in the World Tour mode is that great, but I think it's a pretty fun... They do some clever things to make it so that fighting against computers is engaging because I think like... A problem with fighting game single player modes is like, especially if you're more tuned to playing things against other people, if you're kind of more on the competitive side of things, going against computers doesn't really cut it because it's like you're used to the most engaging element of fighting games to me personally is like figuring out what your opponent's doing, kind of trying to counteract their strategies and stuff like that. And that usually doesn't really exist when you're fighting um, in these single player modes. What they do here to kind of get around it is that like in RPG fashion, like there are different enemy types that you'll encounter in the world. And those enemy types have like specific move sets that they'll pull from. And so it's like, they're, they're kind of like all leading into like a gimmick where like you'll be against like a big burly dude and he's like, he's grapple man. He wants to run up to you and grab you. And so like, because it has these like pretty telegraphed uh, move sets, it makes it so that it kind of captures a little bit of that element of fighting against other people where you're like, you're like, oh, your game plan is this. I'm trying to get around it this way. And so, like, the fights themselves, I was kind of expecting it to be like what you see in other uh, single-player fighting game stuff, which is not that engaging. And I was pretty surprised by how fun I found it for the most part. For kind of the story, so it, it's following kind of like uh, a player-created avatar, self-insert character kind of thing. And I don't know if you guys have seen some of the stuff with the avatar creator in this game. Oh, it truly, yeah. <laughs> it, can, it can hatch some true abominations. I've, it is, I've it's only very seen the stupidest things. I haven't yet <laughs> yeah. seen anybody make like, oh, this, this is my guy. He looks pretty cool. It's like, no, this, it's just all the ugliest, like most terrible uh, things I've ever I, seen. Um, I created a John Wick in my okay, game. Yeah. And, and that's my new headcanon is just this is his origin. Like, this is how he got so good at fighting. He was training with <laughs> Chun-Li and, and Ryu. And I think I think it makes perfect sense, really. I love that. I love that. But yeah, so it, it kind of falls into the problem of a lot of games where you have, like, a self-insert character where, like, the protagonist is just kind of awkwardly in all these cutscenes, not really speaking and just kind of pantomiming. Um, and I, I think that some of the the writing with the the main storyline is kind of rough and not super interesting basically the entire plot is you trying to find uh you have like this rival character that's introduced at the start of the game and more or less the entire plot of the game is like trying to track them down and figure out what's happening with them mm, the pokemon approach it, it that is actually the exact i'm like oh it's gary okay cool. yeah. <laughs> um but the story like tries to go to some interesting places near the end and like I think people will see what I'm talking about when they see it themselves. There's like some pretty, it, it gets into like some surprisingly politically charged stuff that has the potential to be interesting, but it, it just doesn't quite have enough. Uh, it doesn't really have the chops to to pull it off. And um, that's kind of unfortunate. Politically charged street fighter. I'm trying to <laughs> picture. No, it's, it's, it's surprising. You'll see what I'm saying. If you get to the, near the end of the game, you'd be like, wait, that's what this game is about. It, there's like an NGO stealing money from a developing nation. There's a lot of stuff going on. Okay. I, I, again, I don't think it really follows through on it in the way I wanted it to, but it, it's kind of interesting. But the meat of what you're doing, I guess I should explain, is like you're kind of going around picking fights with random people. You can fight almost any person you see in this game. Uh, I guess like there's kind of a canonical reason for it because it takes place in um, a metro city, which is the setting of Final Fight. 
so like i guess in this world just everyone everyone likes to throw hands they're just they're they're used to it it's what they do yeah, like literally every single person <laughs> every every single you there's like a mechanic where like you can get the first punch on people to get an advantage of the fight but it creates these like really nasty situations <laughs> where you just sneak up behind someone and like shurioken them in the back of the head and it's like are they okay i don't think they're okay you just punch this random person that, it's so funny I've been, I, I made the pokemon joke but this is like Pokemon. This is Pokemon. Because, like, that's is, the yeah. thing about Pokemon yep. is everyone in that world loves fighting Pokemon, but here they just yeah. remove the middleman, and it's like, no, we just fight each other here. That's funny. Yeah, at least they don't stop you in the street when you cross eyes with them. <laughs> at least you kind of have to, like, <laughs> yeah. ask them to fight or punch them in the face from behind. <laughs> well, some, some people will just run at you at full speed and, and punch you in the head. And so, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's very funny. But I, I think the game um, is at its strongest on the writing front when it's kind of being more wacky and kind of leaning more into that kind of yakuza like tone where like a lot of the side missions are actually legitimately kind of funny and have the uh have the sense of like oh this is just a city full of all these endearing weirdos who are obsessed with punching people a lot like at one point i met a guy named kenny masters who is just like a ken weeb and he just like talks about how cool ken is uh he's <laughs> dressed like ken and if you fight him he uses ken's fight style the game the game also opens where they're like they're playing Street Fighter arcade machines? Are they playing Street Fighter Six? Like, is or am I just am I, I don't even like go that route? Is that kind of the answer? <laughs> like, don't even worry about that. <laughs> well, there's like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think they're playing Street Fighter in the world. I think in the open world, I don't think I found an arcade cabinet. There is like okay the lo a lobby system where like there you take your avatar and you play Street Fighter against other people at the little like arcade kiosk or whatever. But this game does have like a weird relationship with the characters of the main cast where like the characters in the main cast are like these larger than life figures in the story. And so like the way the story works is that uh, you're kind of going from character to character and learning their fight styles. And this is actually probably my favorite element of, of the thing mechanically here is that um, you basically like mix and match the different move sets of the character from the main cast into like a Frankenstein's monster character that like by the end of the game i had like a character that like uh had a really fast move speed um it, it, they could command grab they could teleport they had uh, projectiles they had shuriokens so you, you can just like create this like monster of a character that is doing stuff that like flies in the face of how fighting game balance is supposed to work <laughs> is really cool and like you know it, it has like typical rpg stuff you're leveling up your character you're getting equipment or whatever that improves your stats and stuff um and a cool thing is like each mission or each fight every enemy fighter has like a little mission associated with them and it's usually like a mission designed to counter their play style sort of and if you fulfill those you get like uh you know in-game rewards that can help you uh, level up your guy more or whatever i've spent so much time trying to do those little objectives just to yep. get black <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to get black dye because I'm trying to complete mm. the John Wick look where I bought the <laughs> the dress shirt with the tie and the slacks, but they're not black. So I've been actively. And what's cool is that you can check to see what each uh, character rewards before you fight them. So I've just been literally like hitting that button like, OK, what are you what are you going to give me? You don't have black dye. OK, I don't care. And then trying <laughs> to find the people that have it and then just uh, kick the crap out of them. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And like those little objectives also in kind of a subtle way or like a form of tutorialization. So I, I think like it's very clear the way that Capcom is thinking about this mode is they're trying to create a pipeline to get people from being like, I don't really know how Street Fighter works or fighting games into like playing it against other people in some form. And so like there's a lot of forms of subtle and not so subtle tutorialization here where 
the way the uh, the enemy moves work with like their he their heavily telegraphed stuff, it's kind of trying to like give you a segue into understanding how like oh like when you're fighting against an opponent, every move's gonna have like a counter or like a weakness, and it's important to exploit those. And so everything about the world tour is kind of guiding you towards understanding the underlying principles of fighting games in a way that is less boring than the tutorial. The game has a tutorial. It's very boring. I mean, I, it's probably extra boring for me because like I already know this stuff or whatever, but I think even for people that are new, it's going to be kind of boring. And so I, I think it's important to have these kind of more fun ways of tutorializing um, in the game. And so I, I think it, it's doing a pretty solid job of yeah. that. I was going to ask, like, would you recommend that newcomers or just inexperienced players maybe start with World Tour as opposed to jumping into sort of like the regular tutorial? That's a good question. I think that like do the tutorial if you're really bored, just stop doing it and play World Tour because it's gonna touch on all that stuff anyway in a kind of a more natural way. I think like some people will like want to know like what the mechanics are or whatever from the the from the jump, but I think a lot of people will be kind of fighting games are pretty complicated sometimes. So like I think that the more natural approach of doing it through the story is like a really good way to go. Um, yeah, it also defaults you at, with the modern control scheme, which is the more sort of like simplified, like auto combo uh, system in World Tour. Like you play for a bit with that before they give you the choice if you want to switch to the classic uh, scheme, which is nice. For sure. Yeah, they're, they're definitely trying to push the, the modern control scheme. I think it's like it's a solid way of, of getting people past like the mechanical or the uh execution barrier of like initially getting into a fighting game where you have to do like dragon punch motions and and whatnot and quarter circles um yeah and it's actually kind of interesting because the 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 uh the control scheme is causing some amount of controversy among competitive players some of who some of whom think that it is like it has such strengths that it may actually become just better for competitive play than the uh the classic control scheme which is pretty surprising because like the reason people are saying that is because it lets you do uh like one button supers and specials basically like you can right. do a super faster with the modern control scheme than any person could ever do it with the older control scheme just because there's less inputs to do basically um what? and so that's causing some amount of like there's a bunch of downsides with the modern control scheme. Well, too, I also I feel like that classic control, and I'm not a fighting game guy, but so like I speak with no authority here. But it did. It always kind of felt like that that old, you know, the original classic control scheme was designed around like an arcade cabinet, right? And so it's oh, like yeah. it's nice for them, Capcom, to kind of look at it and be like, well, what if we did have people playing with a controller on modern platforms and sort of reevaluating how a fighting game works in that way? I don't know if it's better. I don't know if it's worse. But it's like I I like that they're at least considering. It's like that we don't we don't have to stick to the old ways necessarily like why not try something a little different can i can i ask because i i haven't played it at all but it, it's modern control scheme is like the wording they use is it easier like does it make it easier to play the game or is it just like a different way of doing it i think at the absolute beginner level it makes it easier but then it kind of reaches a weird point where when you're trying to do some of the stuff that classic can do it almost becomes harder i, I i'll just explain how it works i guess so like Traditional fighting games or traditional Street Fighter is a six button game. You have uh, the top row is is uh, punches, the bottom row is kicks, and you have light, medium, and heavy. So you have six buttons. With the modern control scheme, it, it basically like squishes all of those attacks into three buttons. So you have just light, medium, and heavy, and it will kind of choose for you if it's doing a kick or a punch. So you have less moves with the modern control scheme. However, uh, 
it makes it so that you can do auto combos. Uh, so you just like press one button, you hold a button down and then you hit another button and then it will just do a combo for you, which I think gets people over like the hurdle of learning the combo. Street Fighter combos are like, they're a little tougher than combos in a lot of other fighting games, like your your Guilty Gears and stuff, because they rely a lot on, on links, which is like basically timing. You have to time the combo uh, more precisely than a lot of other fighting games. Like Mortal Kombat lets you just kind of hit the buttons in sequence and the combo comes out um, where street fighter takes a little more timing. So like all this stuff with modern is to kind of just get people over that execution barrier and like understand maybe get, get into like the decision-making part of the game, which is like really where everyone actually wants to be with a fighting game is you want to get past that execution barrier level and be at the point where you're, you're making interesting choices and you're actually like fighting back and forth uh, in some fashion. Um, yeah, like you just, you just want modern... to throw a Hadouken as opposed to like getting yeah. the hang of doing yeah. the Hadouken action, right? Yeah, kind of yeah. The, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like, it's more about strategy. Like when should I do a Hadouken rather than how do I do it? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's exactly. nice because even uh, Alex Van Aken, who's been playing the game a lot, uh, playing with him last year at Summer Games Fest, which was like the first time the game was playable and he's not a fighting game fan either. And to me, that was like the first like, like the best sell of the modern control scheme because i'm an experienced player i love street fighter and when we played against each other he was using modern and he was able to hang with me and even in the like short few rounds i could see him learning Mm, like it was like once he kind of figured out like okay if i hit just this and this okay i'll do this combo or i'll do this projectile and i could see him already transitioning into learning how to do that stuff like strategically of like when should i do it rather than fumbling with the controls and i know he's told me even now that he's like he's already graduated to the classic scheme because he's been playing it so much uh you know this pre-release and it's like okay that's that's awesome like it's it's just cool to have that that sort of like i, I hate to say training wheels because that makes it, <laughs> it kind of feel like it's talking down no to it. i need training wheels man but, like if i'm, if I'm going <laughs> around this, give, me, give me like too many training wheels you know <laughs> just a big just one button does everything yeah hell yeah yeah let's do it but yeah, I, I and to your point about like the, I guess competitive ramifications. I wonder. I don't know if Capcom has said anything about this because I know they've announced that this is going to be at Evo. Like, I would imagine you probably just do like separate brackets for each scheme, I- assuming Modern gets any like like attention at all. Like I would imagine if it's just not classic only, they would just divide those two player bases. So they actually have announced what they're doing. They're basically just making it so that you can play modern in tournament, and there's no there's no delineation at all. Oh wow! And so that, oh, that's really? like yeah. So that that's why the pro players like I think like I'm not sure if Daigo is like one of the proponents of this, but he's saying that like modern is a really viable thing because like it lets you just do things that are literally physically impossible with uh, playing on like the classic scheme, which is like reacting really fast with supers in a way that you just can't do on stick or on. Uh, classic control schemes i mean it's funny because you mentioned daigo and it's like i wonder if this will also have the sort of like like other effect of like he's an older player you know the older you get you're gonna lose just your reflexes like could it be good for also the experienced crowd that has just sort of aging out Mm. of the competitive scheme a way to to sort of keep them in the scene at this point too so it's it's funny you mentioned daigo he actually made top eight in street fighter 5 at evo this last year right like i think this like points to like a cool thing about fighting games is like there is that reaction element you're totally right where like younger players will have better reactions in some situations but like especially like street fighter is like a more deliberate game in a way that i think like one of the coolest things to fighting games about uh, for fighting games for me is like other other games i'm like 
I've passed my prime and what I could possibly do with a shooter. You know, like just knowing, like it doesn't really matter, but like just knowing that's kind of a bummer. Whereas with like fighting games, it's like you can kind of just play them like forever because although you lose the reactions, like a lot of like pro players that are super experienced just have, they just have such a feel for these games that like they can get super good, super fast at them. Um, Hmm. And so like, I think that modern, but you are right that modern gives you like kind of an execution buffer that just makes it so that you can react to certain things faster. Um, so I, I'm really curious how it's going to shake out. I honestly, my my uh, shoot from the hip guess is that like there will be some people that will use it, but I think classic just gives you so much more like control over your move set that for at least most characters, I think it'll be what people use. Maybe some characters like you don't need the moves that you lose with modern as much. Um, but yeah. Awesome. And real quick, uh, just for the roster, do you have a favorite uh, character of the the new cast or in general? Yeah, so I've been playing uh, a lot of Jury, who, I mean, she's from 4, I think. But Yeah, 4. Yeah, she she's, uh, she's very good, I think, in this game. I, I think, like, in general with the characters, like, the roster has a good variety of play styles that you can play. They're all, like, pretty complex, but not in a way that feels overwhelming, I'd say. Like, for instance, like, Chun-Li, she has, like, basically all of her big moves from previous games but she also has like a stance you can go into that gives her access to more attacks and so like it it feels like a lot of modern fighting games are kind of going in the direction of reducing complexity i think to get more people in the door and i i like street fighter 6's approach which is that the complexity is still there it's just kind of more on specific characters and like there's more there's other characters that are just kind of more beginner friendly that like are clearly designed so that they go better with the modern control scheme in some ways where like they have easier combos to do and things like that. Um, and so like, I, I think it's doing a good job of like having a lot of play styles while still, uh, you know, making it so that there's like that depth there. So yeah, it's pretty sick. Yeah, for sure. I've, uh, I've, I've taken a liking to a few of the new characters. I think I'm going to focus on Kimberly right okay, now. Nice. as sort yeah. of like my, my main of at least of the new cast. Cause I just, I, I just love her. <laughs> She's yeah. a lot of fun to play with. So uh, my goal is to uh, take her up against uh, Alex Vinikin's Chun Li because that's like his main, and sort of seeing you know what happens. See who stands tall when the dust clears. Charles, Kyle, would you guys be checking out Street Fighter Six at all? I I played a little this morning. I played through Cami's like arcade mode and saw credits, so I beat it. So I'm good. Yeah. Why, You're done. I, I, <laughs> real quick, why is Cami like a, a a favorite for you, or is it just nope. random? Like honestly. Why like this is how street fighter literate i am i just kind of like looked at every character and i was just like she looks cool i didn't even realize she was like cammy because she's been redesigned a fair bit but i wasn't it was right. not because i was like oh yeah let me play as cammy that classic character i was like oh i like her look i'm gonna try her so <laughs> i mean fair enough yeah. i was just, i was curious i i cammy's i mean great, i so. i, I Fighting games are weird for me. Like I like Smash. I really got into Dead or Alive Four back in the day. That's my big <laughs> fighting game. I it was the game I had in my college dorm, right? Which is like so I played it with my roommates all the time. We played Dead or Alive Four. Um, but since then, I've never really like gotten deep into a fighting game. But the the, the excitement around Street Fighter Six is so red hot that like I I'm gonna try the single player campaign. I'm gonna make a character. If I can tear myself away from Tears of the Kingdom, which I'm still <laughs> staying up super late every night well, playing, I'm like 140. What if hours you in at this point? What if you just make Link in Street Fighter, and then it's kind of <laughs> like you're never, yeah, get both. It's like you never left. Make it a Soul Calibur throwback, right? Yeah. Or make make your own Pokemon, Kyle. 
and then it's just a Pokemon game, but you're playing as the Pokemon. Mm. See, these are po- good ideas. Pokemon Tournament too. You could make like Hitmonlee or Hitmonchan. Those are basically <laughs> fighting game characters. Yeah, there's there's a little, but there's a little window here between Tears of the Kingdom and Final Fantasy 16 where maybe I can wedge in a Street Fighter. Six. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, this is this is a packed couple of weeks. It's like a crazy yeah. year. It's it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean, just for fighting games. We got MK coming out September. We got Tekken coming eventually. Yeah, beta. <laughs> Probably, I feel like this year, maybe. Yeah. Beta teased, yeah. right? Isn't there like a rumor of a beta happening for Tekken or something? It, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that was officially teased, okay. but some something's out there that some some people did some digging around and were like, beta. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, that's what they sounded like when they. <laughs> yeah, Yoda was asking about the Tekken Eight beta. Tekken <laughs> yeah. um, beta, you're sorry. I think I am. Pr- Probably not gonna get super into it, but I am still very excited to watch it. This is definitely a thing where I'm like, it's weird to be excited for a game to have come out, but not because I want to play it at all. I I think I love the like, I don't know, it's like dancing, watching people play fighting games. Like it's, I, I just think it's really cool. Um, and uh, 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 I think I, I'm definitely more interested. The only fighting game I really got into was Injustice 1 and 2. Um, and every time I've been like, I should play Mortal Kombat because it's the same guys. It feels similar enough. I just never have. But maybe this new Mortal Kombat is is the thing that gets me into fighting games and then I try more stuff. But um, I'm very excited to watch this game evolve at like a competitive level. And knowing also that it's, I mean, Street Fighter's been around forever. So it's, it's a thing that like, from the get-go, it's going to be very fun to watch, and it's only going to get more interesting. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to keep playing it myself. I got Image 4. It launches uh, Friday, June 2nd. Uh, check out Elijah's review up on GameInformer.com. Thanks so much, Elijah, for joining us. And uh, before you head out, can you uh, let us know where to find you and where uh, social media as well? And feel free to uh, plug anything that you're working on. For sure. Uh, I'm on the Hellsite Twitter at Eli underscore gonzalez 11 um i'm a freelancer i write for a bunch of places like pace magazine and uh, elsewhere um but yeah awesome and yeah we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back and talk all things summer game fest including giving our predictions for what we hope slash expect to see when everything goes down uh the week of june 8th so we'll be right back Hey, welcome back to the Game Informer Show, and we are moving on to our next segment where we are going to discuss Summer Games Fest. Guys, do you have the the goosebumps that I have? Do you have the, the hairs rising on your skin that at least I get as a game journalist this time of year when you realize the amount of... Uh, work that we have to do (laughs) let's see so i've been doing this i mean marcus you've been doing it for a while now too but i've been doing it for a long time and there is this tendency to kind of be jaded about it be like it's so much there's so much happening but like i still love it man it's still so like oh it's it yeah i'm excited i don't want to make it seem like i'm like oh it's like excitement and like mild anxiety but it's like mostly like excitement well, the, it's like the playstation christmas the playstation show which we didn't end up talking about last week just because of the recording schedule right. was a moment where like it started and i was like oh this we're in e3 
Like this yeah. is it, you know? It's like once Solid Snake showed up during the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, <laughs> I was like, oh, right. This is the time for super exciting stuff to happen. That's right. Which was Solid Snake, the harbinger uh, of E3. As he's very much my as. most exciting. As, as much as I have reservations about Metal Gear Solid 3 Delta, or Metal Gear Solid Delta, excuse me, they dropped the three um, with the lack of Kojima's involvement. Far and away, the thing I was most like, yes, I want this. Please give me this. Wait, do you think that's why they dropped the three? Because I just no. assume they dropped the three to not scare away newcomers from being like oh this is the middle of a series when it's actually the earliest in the series so it's safe yeah i mean i did not know it was the earliest in the series oh you didn't know that it's a prequel i've i've never played a a metal gear solid game i think i tried i tried one and it was like just confusing enough that i was like i'll come back to this next week and then i never never came back to it (laughs) next Um, i mean (laughs) it is the one to start like if they were going to try to get metal gear rolling again metal gear solid 3 is the one to remake because it is the one that you can go in with zero it is literally mm-hmm. the first yes. in the like even before the nes games and stuff like that so um but they had some reasoning for they explained why they used the term delta because it means change but not like right but i mean oh, yeah. I, that playstation blog post I think yeah but um on their website too but i guess that's all i mean that's the other thing too marcus i think you're right is like it would be better to have a game in the PlayStation and Xbox store called Metal Gear Delta than Metal Gear Solid 3 because, you know what I mean? Like, even maybe you probably know what Metal Gear Solid is, but that 3 would at least prompt you to text a friend to be like, can I start with this one? It's like, mm, if they can eliminate yeah. you having to text your friend about that, then that works, you know? And that's also ignoring the fact that the Solid series, there's like, technically those are like what games four five six when you after the original metal gear <laughs> we don't, we don't have like metal gear solid is not the first game in the metal gear series right despite yeah. everyone thinking it is uh, uh so yeah i don't know we got on a weird metal gear tangent yeah. but i mean it's exciting and it's like the harbinger like you mentioned for all of the exciting announcements that are coming across god how many showcases are happening next week like you know i i Call it Summer Game Fest week because it is the headliner and there are a few um, like shows under that umbrella. But, you know, if you check out our streaming schedule that we have at GameInformer.com, beginning from June 1st, everything's happening. (laughs) Seemingly almost every day up until like, what, like the first two weeks, like June 15th, we got the Xbox showcase, uh, which is also going to be a Starfield showcase. Like, I guess, like right after it is a Starfield Direct. You know, that's happening the weekend of the 11th, but we have the usual suspects like the PC Gaming Show, uh, Devolver Digital's uh, showcase just got a date today, uh, RGG, you know, Ryu, Gakuto, the Yakuza team, has their, they're doing another summit. Uh, we have, uh, like, Final Fantasy 16 is getting some sort of, like, launch celebration. You've got the Wholesome Games Direct, the Future Game Show. Guys, why can't I hold all of these shows in my hand? <laughs> you see, this is me trying to, and they're just spilling it's out. Yeah. Um, and I, are you guys, uh, before we get into sort of our predictions, are there any shows that you're looking forward to watching the most out of these? Or maybe shows that aren't Summer Games Fest would be the more interesting answer. Right. <laughs> so I was going to say, you're asking uh, how excited we were for this. I'm honestly, I feel like I'm I'm not super excited only because I feel like there's so much good stuff right now. I'm not even like the, the to look forward in the future. I don't even know what else to be excited for because I have like Zelda right now. And that's so big. Um, they haven't like announced anything yet. But the ones I always get most excited for is Nintendo stuff. Because I feel like that's like 
you know, where my wildest dreams would come true. So I think if <laughs> if that, you know, is introduced, I know they're they're very like right whether they're like a week before it happens or even the day oh, before it happens. Twenty four. Like, hey, hours. we're gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> Lately, um, yeah. If that happens, that'll be my most excited one. Do you, personally. Well, here's, a, but, here's a here's a prediction to to discuss. Do you think there'll be one? I I don't think so. You don't think so? I, Not during June. I, maybe maybe later. Like I think sure. Nintendo just jo- want to separate themselves from all of it. I feel like there will be one because, and we talked about this actually. Uh, me and Brian Shea on all things Nintendo last week, where we did a a predictions episode on the hypothetical summer showcase for Nintendo. But I feel like there would be because their their fall is at least in terms of first party stuff. It's pretty sparse. Like after Pikmin Four, there really there isn't really anything announced. And they've done this in years past where their fall schedule is pretty blank. And then they do a summer showcase and they're like, hey, here's a big thing that you had no idea we were working on. And it comes out in like three months. Like Metroid Dread was that. So I'm expecting that to happen again. I don't know if it'll be in June, but I could see like early July perhaps. But I'm banking on them doing something personally. I think think maybe they'll have something during Summer Games Fest, maybe a trailer or two, like Keeley's show. But I don't think we're going to get a dedicated direct, not until like a month later. I would just because I it's like, why? Why try to fight all the other stuff happening? Like we're Nintendo. We can do whatever we want, whenever we want. Were they going? Did they pull out of E3 or did they did they ever agree to in E3? No, they they were one of the ones that formally pulled out. Okay. Like they straight up put a thing out saying like, nah. No, just just not busy if day. they would have plans, then <laughs> like theoretically around this time, they had something that was going to happen. Um, I, f- I feel like, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, yeah, I want to, I don't... to be clear. Like, <laughs> yeah. I would love it, but uh, yeah. It's like, why are you stomping on Charles's hopes and dreams, <laughs> I want it badly enough that I don't even want to predict that it won't happen, you know? I've, for some reason, <laughs> this is the thing I have to be the most optimistic about. I mean, yeah, why why set the universe up against you like that, you know? you got to will into existence. But, you know, regardless of whether it happens or not, like you mentioned, we have a like 12 other shows right, <laughs> to, yeah. to watch anyways and so this is the fun time of year where we all gather together around the, the campfire and we start throwing out the things that we hope to see the things that we expect to see at not just summer games fest but for anything you know happening during that stretch and so i figure we're you know we'll take turns going around the uh the circle here and each share a prediction and if you want, I know we, we've done this some years and we've done it, you know, in others. But, I mean, we could add stakes to this if we want to make this a bet. <laughs> you know, like we didn't do it last year, but I knew in, I think it was 2021, we, a steak dinner was on the line. And Ben Reeves won. And we have yet to pay that steak dinner. I know, you have to, we have to come up with something we can actually deliver on. Maybe someone has to, yeah. the loser has to read it. I blame Al- Alex Stadnick for that. <laughs> the reader has to read fault. a poem written by someone else on a future episode of the Game Informer show. I love, hey, I'll, I'll write a poem Should we read free. Charles's, yeah, I was going to say, like, you're talking to the, you have to, the master lyricist. Here. No, if you, I, for <laughs> listeners that don't know this, every time I take a lunch break at work, I write a little song and it's a parody of an existing song and it's lunch themed somehow. Yeah. At, like literally every day, to be clear. Like Charles yeah, has, uh, handled the the website on a on a Memorial Day. Most of us, none of us, were working that day. Charles still wrote up a, a, a song <laughs> about his lunch break, which is it was Eleanor. I still Rick saw it yeah. too. 
and I have to, it's for me. I guess that's the important thing. I feel like people have started being like, wow, Charles, this is so funny. I'm like, it's not for you. I'm putting it here just so you can see it. <laughs> Stop laughing at my song. This is not <laughs> This is you. me. Uh, um so should that be the should that be the bet that whoever loses has to perform the song on a podcast yeah let's do that perform a and, song and, and just if, one of them yes to perform one of yeah, your just song. one of charles's songs and maybe okay yeah and it, it, if like, i if i lose or if is it if you're correct yeah, like if, if charles, you lose what's the is this a yeah, punishment like, or is this yeah, a success if, if you lose you have to sing one of charles's parody songs okay it can be if, one you've already written. You can write a new one. It's it, you know, it's up to you. If um, I lose, you can pick the song. Yeah, I can say that. You mean like the pick the song? You well, no, the pick winner picks. Song. If the song. I okay, winner picks a song, loser sings a song. Yeah. No matter what, okay. I have to write a song, which is fine. Well, no, which no, but fun. it can be one of the ones you've already written. Like sure, 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 be, sure, there's sure. a there's a whole collection. Yeah, I'm sure you've archived all of them. I need. I I've been thinking like I need to because our Slack auto deletes after like 90 days or something like that. Didn't you? Um, yeah, you need like a a Prince vault <laughs> where you can keep all those songs in. Did you do Lump recently? The Presence United States, or was that? Or was that was just... that was a while ago. Okay, that was easy. If I it's lose, lunch. I'm gonna do that it's one. Lunch. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I did have. <laughs> oh, you've already picked. Oh, you're picking your. You're like cutting your own. Yeah, switch, we'll see. I'll, I'll to, if I lose, <laughs> I'll see what's. Uh, what, what's I I would love to. List. If I have time, I would love to expand it. We can do like a full karaoke track. Okay, yeah, we'll figure it out. Just do a, a musical. Okay. I just wanted it to so be something you... that happens on the show so that we'll actually commit mm-hmm. to doing it rather than a steak dinner because it's like, ah, I don't know, that yeah. happened. I mean, we could film you eating a steak dinner, the I winner. <laughs> It'll prove that we bought it. But yeah, there we go. You've heard it here, folks. Whoever loses this uh, predictions contest, as we're calling it now, has to uh, do a little song and dance, I guess. Or oh, maybe dancing dance. oh. could be part of it. We can, If you want to, maybe the song's so good that you can't help it. <laughs> there you go. Getting a preview right there from Charles. So, yeah, let's get it started. I'll kick things off. A prediction that may sound bold, but honestly, I, I, the more I think about it, the more I think it's going to happen. I, this is going to be for the Xbox showcase. I think we're finally going to see Fable again. I won't give, de- I don't know how we'll see it. I'm not promising gameplay or like a release date, but I think that game makes an appearance in some form because it's been a while. And I feel like in a post Redfall world, I, I would imagine Phil Spencer and everyone else is kind of scrambling. Like we gotta, we need to show something. We need to show some cool stuff to get people excited about Xbox again. I don't know if any of the other stuff that they have in the in sort of like the assembly line is ready to go, like a Perfect Dark or even Everwild, even though that's been floating around Everwild. for maybe as long. But I, I, I feel like Fable of like the big things they could show. I, I feel like that's got to be. Uh, far along enough to show something right <laughs> or at least to remind people like hey this is this is not dead you know playground's working on it yeah mm-hmm. i like no, that's that. a good one so you guys all agree basically <laughs> i may <laughs> have just deleted that from my own list of predictions marcus there's no way of knowing <laughs> <laughs> there we go sniped that's you you're one step closer i will say here's what i had was slightly different is that we'll see fable and we'll get a trailer that gives us a better sense of it because the original teaser, like, we have no idea. We still don't understand what that game is just based on the mm-hmm. teaser. We know there's going to be a fairy. Right. We know there's going to be a fairy. But I think, like, whatever they show, it's not going to be gameplay necessarily. But we'll be like, okay, I, I understand kind of what this is going to look like at least. Right? Like, a better st- ar- idea of the art direction and stuff like that. So, But I'm not going to put that All as right. my – that's not on my official list. You have the Fable prediction. There we go. All righty. Kyle, you're up next. What you got? Uh, Summer Game Fest, Haze Light. 
uh, gets a big, like, they're going to announce their next game. And it's going to be a co-op mm. game. Uh, mm. Hades Light's going to get, like, a big spotlight. And it will be the new Hades Light game. Ferris, Joseph Ferris is going to be up on stage. They're going to have to bleep him out a bunch when he's talking about this new adventure. <laughs> but um, I feel like he's been very good lately. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Also, it's like, who cares? It's the internet. And no one really, no one's <laughs> too bucked by it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Hayes Light's next game will be at Summer Game Fest. will be at Keeley's show. And that's, that's It Takes Two. That's a way out. Yes, that's thank you. Yeah. Yes. Brothers, yeah. A Tale of Two Sons, which is probably yes. still my favorite Hayes Light game, honestly. If, well, that's not really a Hayes Light game. It's a Joseph Ferris game. But, you know, whatever. Right, semantics. That'd be exciting. I I loved it. Takes two. Uh, there's a part of me that even wonders if they just did a sequel to that because of how apparently really successful that game was. Yeah. It takes <laughs> and, two more. It takes three. Yeah, get the daughter in there, or maybe it's a it's a sequel with the adult daughter who's also going through a divorce. Funny enough, <laughs> and then <laughs> she has to remember the lesson she funny learned. enough. <laughs> I just feel like uh, I love how the divorce divorce rates really are. are yeah, oh, I feel weird. like that that is a game that had all of its ideas in it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, right. For sure. Like if they, I feel I can't imagine they left a lot on the cutting floor of that game because it's so dense. Also, like I don't know, I feel like the big takeaway from that game wasn't like, oh, I love the characters in the world. It was like <laughs> I loved playing a good co op platformer. Yeah, so I don't really yeah. want to revisit that world. I just want to revisit a good co-op game from the Ferris team, you know? Kyle, I bet there's, I almost guarantee there are other ways of killing that elephant that did not make it in the game that they are saving. <laughs> good point, good point. For a sequel. Uh, so, that's, that's a good point. It's going to be a God of War style execution this yeah, time. I got to play that sequence with my nine, ten-year-old daughter. That was fun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she was all right, though. We made it through. Okay, that's an interesting prediction. I could, I could see that. Uh, Kyle, or what, Charles. Or Kyle, excuse me, Charles. We're both Kyle now. <laughs> yes. It's my prediction. Uh, I think it's going to be a slam dunk. I might, I would actually theoretically put money on this. I think we're going to see a trailer for the new Fortnite season. Okay. Fortnite season. Pretty safe, Charles. It's pretty safe, specifically because <laughs> SGF is on uh, uh, June 8th, and the next day is the start of the new Fortnite season. Or theoretically, the, the day the previous season ends. So I feel like... So it's already been announced that what the next season is. Uh, I don't think it has yet. They usually do, like, like really the, the day of. Like, the game ends, oh. they do, like, the update, and then you get, like, a trailer whenever. It might leak before then, and they usually do, like, a teaser leading up to it. Okay, um, so here's, I think how, we've here's seen... how we augment this prediction, Charles. What is okay. the weird, unique IP that's going to be part of it? So they have, I was just going to say, there's kind of like some leaks, or maybe it might be a leak, I take it with a grain of salt, a, a loading image with Optimus Prime in it. Okay. Um, there's a new Transformers movie coming out, so I think that's totally viable. Damn it, this is still um, so safe. That's absolutely what it it's going to be. I mean, there's <laughs> a movie, is. come on. <laughs> also, it's a thing where like Jeff, Ke- like, there's some things that, as I was making predictions, I was like, what does Jeff love? And one of them is Fortnite. I feel like he's always got Fortnite's always yeah. there. It's one of the biggest things. It's a safe here we go. Safe pull for him. Gonna add on to your How prediction. Was... Thinking of things that Keely loves, Hideo Kojima playable in Fortnite. <laughs> with oh, in Fortnite. Gonna... Yeah. I almost asked, like, you think like Jeff Keely would ever be a skin in Fortnite if he loves it so much? Yeah, I mean, he was in oh, Dead Stranding. Man. They got they have the assets, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah, uh, Hideo Kojima in Fortnite. I would love. I think he would love that. Yeah, it's really good at sneaking. You use that real life CQC that he 
<laughs> I don't. I doubt he still knows how to do it, but he did at one point. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll jot down. I should probably. I'm I think down. I'm writing these predictions down. Okay. okay. All right. Just put a little uh, pillow next to uh, Charles's for how safe it is. <laughs> <laughs> a little safety net. Leave, leave an unlocked door right next to that. <laughs> Alrighty, well, my next prediction is maybe a little safer than Fable, but I still think uh, it has enough of a risk to it. I think this is where we finally get a Tekken release date. Okay. Uh, release Bandai date. Namco is one of, yes, like an actual release date. Because Bandai Namco is listed as one of the partners for Summer Game Fest. And with all the hype around Street Fighter and now Mortal Kombat has, you know, that's going to also get its first gameplay showing at summer game fest and that already has a release date and they've been ramping up tekken uh reveals a lot recently like we just got brian fury uh i feel like this is the time where they're gonna want to remind everyone like hey you know tekken baby here it comes get ready and i think this is when we get the date i don't i'm not gonna guess the gate (laughs) but i think this is where they finally straight up say like hard date i don't know november 10 whatever i don't know what date it is (laughs) 10 10 10 10 uh so yeah Tekken release date happening. At I really, I really hope it's October tenth. Now, I think that would be amazing. I think that would count as like three points oh, if you could. Yeah, really November tenth is eleven ten, but October tenth is ten ten. You're right. So yeah, ten ten. Or or if it is November tenth, I don't know. Whatever it is, I think I think give give us a day. Give yeah, us a day. Mar- Marcus said November tenth, and then we'll I say said bonus 10, points 10 to, I if I get it, it right. Okay, how about okay. that? I messed up Marcus. November decision. All right. If I don't get the date, like me missing the date has no consequence Correct. but if i get the date then it counts as so you're point. locking in november 10th just arbitrarily right uh i don't even know what date of week that is Here, <laughs> see like we'll, is that like we'll an actual you, video we'll game like, it's like a, a sunday count. or anything let's see let's look up november 10th is a uh that's that's like a that's like a friday actually. that's a friday so it's either going to be the 14th is a tuesday games come out on usually on tuesdays or fridays so what do you think marcus all right they need enough of a distance from mortal Kombat, so probably like two months is good enough so, uh, yeah, let's say November 10th, only because it's the day after my birthday. All right. Okay. Perfect. So That's going to be awesome. I can play Tekken. That's going to be awesome. Harada, please don't let me down on this. <laughs> so there we go. Tekken, baby. All right, Kyle, what's your next pick? Death Stranding 2 gets gets an official name. It has, because right now it's still a, a, a working title, Death Stranding oh. 2. Yeah, I keep forgetting yeah. that. I keep thinking that it's just called... Maybe it should just be called Death Stranding. It should. It I'm not like yeah. It should yeah. just be called Death Stranding Two. This we don't even need to debate this. But I think it's gonna, and it might be Death Stranding Two. Maybe that is, but it will no longer be like working title. It'll maybe we'll get a trailer, but my the part of the prediction I'm offering up is that it will have an official name after Summer Games Fest. Death Stranding Delta. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be phenomenal. Taking taking shots. Yeah. Maybe it's uh instead of Snake Eater, it's um. I don't know. What do you eat in that game? Monster energy drinks? Yeah, and like little gross like worms <laughs> and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Worm yeah. eater? Yeah. Sam eater, because it, it starts with an S. Yeah, what, and his name's Sam Bridges. Sam eater. What were those things called that he eats? They're like little they like little larvae. You know what I'm talking about? I just, Oh, yeah. Those weird. Yeah, they're like floating all over the place. Yeah. Crypto bite. Crypt, crypto beat. Crypto Cryptobiote? Cryptobiote? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past Hideo Kojima uh, to call a game Cryptobiote, but <laughs> I guess they just said Cryptobite in the game, though, even if it has a weird spelling. 
Yeah. Cryptobite. Okay. Death Stranding to you put colon Cryptobite. <laughs> I was going to say, like, did you want to go for bonus points to guess the subtitle if it gets <laughs> That's, one? No, I have not. I can't, you can't predict what heck Hideo Kojima is going to do. <laughs> you can't, you really can't. I don't think he can even predict. I think he wakes up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night. Just naming a new character crying on the phone <laughs> I can't. still haven't nailed this name alrighty Charles you're up next what's your next prediction my next prediction I'm gonna guess a, a celebrity appearance that's my it's my favorite part of the show is when the random celebrity shows up on a, a voice call um, I'm, I'm gonna hope we can get Idris Elba in for cyberpunk man these are so safe charles <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'm just good, well, I, think, I think specifying the celebrity makes it risky i can, I guess so, yeah. can get it you can get it i can give you yeah. a different one also i feel like no you don't have to i'm just giving you crap so you're saying that the rock isn't going to come back to maybe redeem himself for last I, year's that was the energy drink thing <laughs> that was the best i wrote a piece uh because of the rock thing i did a piece at back at fanbite of uh, where I went back and watched a bunch of old celebrity appearances at E3 events, and I reviewed them all. They're so good, dude. It's it's, it's by far <laughs> my favorite part. Um, I was gonna say also, I I could see them pulling like trying to get someone from the Flash movie, but I don't know who's like well, safe enough. I was just a, to do that. I mean, my, even outside of the Flash movie, I was half joking. I was thinking in my head as you made that prediction. I was like, what celebrity? Okay, we had Al Pacino which is like was the weirdest <laughs> one maybe it's like okay yeah. he has grandkids playing video games and maybe that's what got him in the door and that kind of made me think it's like who's like grandparent age who would be really unexpected and in my head i was like michael keaton yeah and yeah. then i was like and then and then you brought up the flash movie and i was like he is in the flash movie so michael, michael keaton, keaton that's my celebrity <laughs> prediction and and maybe <laughs> one more michael keaton coming to Fortnite. As Batman I could see or that, like, Michael like Keaton? 80, like 1989 <laughs> Batman in Fortnite. I would be so funny if it was just Michael Keaton, but probably as Batman. I would, I would rather have that than Michael Keaton Batman, I think. Let's get him all in more the multiplicity clothes. Or just Fortnite. give me like a, multiplicity a Michael Keaton pack. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, like just have all his roles like multiplicity, Beetlejuice, oh, Vulture, Beetlejuice. if that's not already there. They did announce a, f- They're making a they sequel to announced that. A sequel, they are. So maybe Beetlejuice coming to Fortnite at some point. Heck yeah. That's great. Kids get but, to know about the juice. So so is yeah. it are are you mad that I said Idris Elba is that too easy or is no, that like No, I, I well I think it's almost guaranteed he's going to be there, right? I mean okay, to promote okay. Cyberpunk, but yeah, okay. I don't know. Do you think is it is it that I I, he's I knuckles in a new netflix show like you know oh yeah uh, he is he's, he's a gamer now is he a gamer do we know yeah he i think he, i think he likes video games yeah i think i feel like i have a weird i track that in my head a lot like i'll listen to celebrity pods on podcasts and stuff and if video games come up i always like earmark it in my head you know daniel craig big gamer you know that kind of thing do you right. do you rank them this is getting off topic but do you rank them based on what game they say of like how hardcore they are about it. like if someone oh, says yeah. mario kart are you like gamer or if it's like oh yeah i loved well, i don't know street fighter 5 it's common knowledge now that ben schwartz the voice of Sonic the hedgehog mm. loves video games but years and years ago he made a final fantasy 6 reference in an episode of comedy bang bang and ever since then i've been like earmarked like Ben Schwartz, he's he's not just a Mario Kart guy. He's I I'm gonna make a reference to Final Fantasy VI during improv guy. Like that's that's <laughs> a special type of gamer right there. So 
but now, but <laughs> that's my god. And what well, the thing was is he would come through Minneapolis, and I would always try to reach out to him to try to get him to come to the Game Informer offices, like before he was Sonic the Hedgehog, you mm. know, because I was like, right, you know, Final Fantasy VI, you're gonna be a cool guy to talk to about video games. But now everybody knows. Now he's like a bit. Now he's like now he's not ashamed of it anymore. It's too late. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, back to me. Uh, this is gonna be an Ubisoft joint. I think they're gonna one more time, guys bring out skull and bones and say okay for reals it's gonna come out on this day we got a, another release date for it it's gonna i swear to god we're gonna stick to this one for so that's that. and release date is the prediction right like it is yeah right because it had one and then it got delayed and you know i think this is gonna be their latest like okay i think we figured out what this what's happening with this thing i think that's a good one yeah and you know if we want to do a bonus point i could see them I could almost see them stealth launching it. Like, it's like, it's out today. Almost to sort of Whoa. rinse their hands of it, finally. <laughs> of like, there's no reason to give this another big marketing push, because we kind of did that with the last release date. That would be a good marketing So, like, honestly, point. just... Honestly, you know. Yeah, like, here it's out. Just play it. For the love of God, just play it so we can never talk about it again. <laughs> I don't think they can really do that with physical release games, though, right? Like, that's hard. Oh, well, that's actually, you know what? That's I take true. it back because Nintendo did Metroid Prime, and the way they handled that was like the digital version's available now. You can buy it physically in stores next week, is how they how they did. Oh, that okay. One. So maybe that's how they would just go with bones. Okay, I don't think I knew Metroid had a physical release, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. Let's say they do that. They're just looking at Nintendo like that's a good idea. But yeah, there we that's go. That's a good one. Skull and Bones is is back for real this time. We promise. <laughs> uh, hey, I'll stay on the Ubisoft train here. Splinter Cell remake trailer with gameplay we will see what with the gameplay. gameplay of splinter cell remake will look like not because we know it exists they don't need to tease it but we want to see what it looks like at this point so i think that's what we get from ubisoft for a potential bonus point do you think michael ironside are we keeping track of all the bonus points do you think he's still sam fisher do you think we hear that voice or no hold on this is a michael ironside did he pass away recently or did i make that up Wait, did he? I just want to make sure because I, I, I feel like that uh, maybe I'm misremembering. Okay, no, totally. Yeah, okay. Michael Ironside will be in the game. Yeah. Okay, you heard yeah, it here my first, first, folks. Michael Ironside's still with us. <laughs> Bonus point Ironside <laughs> alive and in the game. Uh, apologies to Mr. Ironside. I, I think I just, I, for some reason, I feel like I read that headline at some point, but I was uh, mistaken. Okay. But yeah, I think he'll be in the game. And I think it'll even be a little weird. I think it'll be like, you might be a little old to be playing this version of Sam Fisher, but it's okay. We'd rather have you here than not here. So, Okay. All right, Charles, back to you. I'm going to continue Ubisoft train. I am going to say when we see gameplay of the new Just Dance, because it's guaranteed. <laughs> I think I... If you guys can sure. see Kyle when, Rowan, guys, <laughs> no, right now. No, no, no. That's, that's not the prediction. That's okay. going to happen. That's happening every time. Oh, okay, okay. That's when gonna... we see it, um, I think Lizzo is going to. This I like. This I think is a good. Okay. Wait, why? Why Lizzo? Is okay. she? She's the best. <laughs> Charles, come on. She would. She. It's. It's never. I was like, is there a connection that I don't? know? No, it's always. It's always. It's always. You know, pop singer. I feel like Lizzo is not busy right now. She doesn't have a new album. What? No, no, no. Okay, let me clarify. Let me clarify. She's not like touring. I don't think she doesn't have like a new album that's about to come out. But she did like some of the biggest songs of last year that would definitely be in a new Just Dance. Oh, yeah. That's my pick. That's my uh, uh, pop singer of yeah. choice. It's Thick 30, you guys. Come on. Get on it. <laughs> 
Do you think she wears like a weird, wacky costume like all the other just dance? Like she comes out as like a banana or something? Or I hope so. I think she. I mean, she probably plays the flute, right? Like that's yeah. her big. Uh... Well, she dresses as Sailor Moon a lot, um, but they probably can't do that in just dance. Can't do that. Yeah, she have to be an assassin. That actually something. would be really cool. On like genuinely, I actually I, I don't I don't talk about it a lot, but I'm actually in, in a pretty active just dance household. Like we usually get the new just dance oh. every year. Yeah, and yet you won't do any TikTok dances. Won't do any TikTok dances. But um, <laughs> like there's there's obviously there's a lot of great songs in just dance, but they don't usually have the singers like in the game. Mm. But I think that would be something that Lizzo would weirdly be into like she would be like mm-hmm. yeah i want to be in just dance yeah i'll come down yeah, and re- yeah. put on you know whatever that weird clothing that you guys have and <laughs> choreograph the dance like i could see her being the one you know that would be up for it where like um other you know i don't think taylor swift has taken time out of her schedule to go nah, do nah. just dance or you know um any other female pop singers that i would have off the top of my head which i don't right now <laughs> but, <laughs> the one the one I remember standing out to me is like one of the first times when when I went from E3 is so exciting, I'm so young, I love seeing video games, shifting over to, oh, sometimes this is kind of cringy, huh? Was uh, Jason Derulo performing? Um, <laughs> I remember seeing that live stream and being like, wow, this feels weird. I don't feel like anyone in the room was ready for this. <laughs> um, I feel like Lizzo would be better. I feel like she, she be could fun. command Lizzo's the stage <laughs> a little better. <laughs> I love how specific this is. And maybe just I was I'll tell you this, Marcus. I was as I was gearing up to this, I was like Ubisoft prediction. I wanna I wanna be on theme. I think this is gonna be it. I did bail from a last second. I was gonna be like Beyond Good and Evil 2. And then I was like, no, I don't I don't wanna throw my chance away. That game does we don't know if that game exists anymore. (laughs) Yeah, no. It's on it's on a flash drive somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, real quick, did you guys hear uh, Prince of Persia not going to be there? Yeah, the re- the Sands that. of Time remake, right? Yeah, like apparently development is sort of like basically restarted yeah, on game. it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I love Sands of Time. I'm excited for that, but I don't know what's going on with that game. Yeah, it's kind of wild, especially looking at what it was originally. You're like, this wasn't. This doesn't seem like this would be as big a lift as it apparently is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, not to make assumptions about <laughs> development. I mean, development's always difficult of any game, but yeah, it does seem like like a more straightforward right like kind of game to remake it's just like pretty linear levels with pretty straightforward combat you know but i don't know yeah so in a different time i would have predicted that game would finally show up and get something but then they uh pulled the rug out from under me so never mind all right my next prediction i'm gonna pull this out of my butt a little bit but i think that do I want to say this? Now I'm wondering. Now I'm questioning if this is a good Lizzo idea. Lizzo in Fortnite? For, uh, yeah, Lizzo's in Death Stranding. Uh, <laughs> I'm open to all these, by the way. Lizzo in Death Stranding, Lizzo in Fortnite. Bring it on. We just need more Lizzo yeah, need more content. Lizzo. Just, uh, You know, what if Ken Levine walked on stage at Summer Games Fest <laughs> and talked about Judas a little bit? You know, yeah, the yeah. last time or the first okay. time we saw that game was at the Game Awards. So the Keeley connection is there, last year's Game Awards. And maybe we get a small update about Judas. You know, maybe he talks a little bit more about the premise. Like, if if not live, then maybe he does, like, you know, we get one of those, like, pre-recorded developer videos mm. where, like, 
they all pretend they're being interviewed, but they're like just talking to each other. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One of the, like, yeah, I've been working on Judas for 10 years and I think it's the best thing we ever did. And I want my, my alternate prediction of that, Marcus, is I don't think Ken Levine ever is the face of Judas. I think they very quietly acknowledge that he is involved in it, but don't publicly make him a face for that game just because of all the issues with crunch and everything. And, you know, like he doesn't have the best reputation somewhere. Um, Okay. Then. Let's just say, what's this? Uh, what's the studio? Cloud uh, Chamber. Gosh, what is it? It's his studio. Um, it's, it's Cloud Chamber, right? Or no, Ghost Store. Go, yes, I think yeah. Cloud. Ghost Story I think games. Cloud Chamber yeah. is the. Yeah, I think Cloud Chamber is the studio that's working on the bio, the new Bioshock. Maybe that's why I'm getting those wires right. crossed. Yeah. Which you know, feel welcome to predict if we'll see that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, basically, I guess it comes down to Judas appears in some form. By the way, I'm not trying to pull the rug out from under your prediction. I think it's a fine prediction. I just and uh, it sounds like you're pulling. The rug out. <laughs> sorry, you know, you know I'm, you're right. I, I'm, hurt, I'm hurt by it. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, Kyle. Uh, I guess this, this is probably our got? last one, right? We're just doing four, right? Oh uh, yeah, we can we can make this last one. Maybe do like yeah, we'll do, let's say this. Can, I we, have... can we do can we do four predictions and maybe one like hail mary hope? Oh like, yeah, not necessarily. Like not not educated guess at all. Just like if the world is perfect, this will happen. Right. I think that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Um, my a simple kind of straightforward one for the Xbox showcase: Final Fantasy VII remake fi- is finally coming to Xbox. Ooh. Oh. It has like okay. a like a, the release date for part one is is very soon. You know, like within a okay. few like before the end of the year. You know, or maybe even that day, and it's on Game Pass. You know, just to kind of make it sort of exciting and weird. But it's so strange to me that that's not on Xbox. Like, yeah, it blew past that exclusive, yeah. uh, the exclusivity window expiration date. I, uh, and Square Enix is listed as one of the Summer Games Fest partners. Yeah. So. so that's that's my last sort of my prediction is is uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part One finally on Xbox and bonus points Game Pass. It's available right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Charles, my next one, I think it's been long enough this was teased a few years ago i want to see this game called avowed i'm pretty sure it's from oh, the oh, right outer worlds people yeah obsidian yeah. yeah which is not yeah outer worlds is former obsidian folks okay so this is from obsidian yes avowed is obsidian. okay i was confused yeah yeah, but yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it looked looked like a Skyrim like we got like a cinematic trailer a while ago, and I remember being like, "This looks pretty cool." It was like first person magic, <laughs> magic one hand, sword in another hand. I was like, "I'm in." Um, uh, I feel Charles, like in terms real quick, of... you're totally right. It is it is Outer Worlds is Obsidian and Avowed is Obsidian. Okay, so I was yeah. For some reason, I thought they were two different studios, but that's exactly what. Yeah. It was. Okay. Avowed always seemed like it was like, hey, remember how we basically made our own Fallout with Outer Wilds? What if he just made our own Elder Scrolls okay, yes. with this game? For a second, I was like, uh, I thought I was wrong. Yes, that's my thing. Is I like I liked Outer Worlds so much. I feel like they could do a Elder Scrolls also well. And I feel like they, you know, we were talking about Xbox. I feel like has both a need of games and a need for better press. So I think to, to see that, I think would be really cool. So you think uh, gameplay, pre-rendered trailer... Like, what do you think? I feel like we're due for gameplay. I mean, maybe that was... I think when we saw it last, I thought it was closer to coming out than it was. But I guess COVID happened. Um, but yeah, I, I think we can see some gameplay. I don't know if it's coming out 
this year or anything, but something simple. Okay, now I want to see when that trailer yeah. was. was. I'm that? actually looking at the same. It was a. Uh, Nineteen twenty. Oh, it's twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny? I I wish you best of luck with that, Charles. And I say that because ever since I've worked here, I think I have predicted an avowed appearance at every <laughs> showcase since avowed, and like whether it's Summer Games Fest or the Game Awards, mm-hmm. and I have been wrong every time. And I did not say it this year intentionally. <laughs> like maybe I just maybe I I, I maybe I should just like. You know, stop. But of course, this would be the year that it winds up being true is when someone else predicts it. So, (laughs) (laughs) I I hope you're right because I I love Obsidian. I really liked Outer Wilds a lot, specifically or Outer Worlds. Sorry, Outer Wilds is the other game. I also really like two games not mixed up. Yeah, can't believe we're still doing that. (laughs) But yeah, I I hope you're right because I I really like that game. So now we're on to Hail Marys, boy. Man, you mentioned Beyond Good and Evil too. Um, that's that's too much hail for me. <laughs> too much hail. <laughs> too much hail. Not, not enough Mary. Mary. Yeah. So I'm googling yeah. now. Um, I don't know if you guys have ones ready, but I was sort of doing my own research. I was trying to figure out when the Master Trials came out for Breath of the Wild, which was the first mm. DLC pack. Breath of the Wild came out in March of 2017, and the Master Trials, which was the first of two expansion passes, came out in June. So okay. I think yeah. the timeline could work where, like, if we see some Nintendo stuff, I would love to see what the DLC plans are for Tears of the Kingdom, if there are any. I would I would mm-hmm. love to have a comparable thing, you know, Master Trials or whatever. Um, and then the other, the second one, what was it called? The Champions Ballad was a little, yeah, a little was the more interesting of the two. But just to even know that that's in the works for Tears of the Kingdom would be really exciting. Now that you say that, my Hail Mary, it's. It's double Hail Mary because it's a prediction for a show that might not even happen. <laughs> uh, but for Nintendo, I'm going to say Metroid Prime 4. And I think I, I said this on the uh, on all things Nintendo. But if there is a Nintendo showcase, I think this is where we'll finally get an update on Metroid Prime 4. Especially now that Zelda is out the door. And that's mm-hmm. like not the big focus anymore. Uh, yeah, I think, I think we get something on that game. <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah. All right, Charles. Hail Mary time. I feel they need to fit in with the Nintendo theme, so I will give my my Nintendo Hail Mary. I want Super Mario Odyssey 2, baby. I feel like it's been so long since we got a Mario game that was new. Yeah. We've gotten lots of like ports and stuff, but I think Odyssey was the last like mainline Mario game we got. Uh, Bowser's Fury kind of yeah you yeah. know so yeah i don't know but even that's right we're all sh- shrugging our shoulders with asterisks like, yeah is that yeah. really a main line i don't know um i just love like i uh mario odyssey is is like far and away my favorite mario game i don't know what what it is about the like traversal in that game that like feels so good to me but i've played it through like several times since it came out now the question is would it will it be odyssey 2 or do you think it'll be super mario something brand whatever you're predicting odyssey 2 specifically or just a new 3d mario game if if it's a hail mary i'm i'm predict i'm predicting super mario odyssey 2 specifically right i and and i'm predicting it because i feel like there hasn't been a new mainline mario game in a while if a new one came out i would like pull back from my odyssey prediction odyssey Mm -hmm. 2 prediction probably but yes I mean, I, I said this on Brian's show, but, you know, we've gone the same amount of time without a new Mario as we have Zelda because they both came out the same year, Breath of the Wild and Odyssey. Yeah. So, like, if that's something to go by, the the 
countdown timer should have yeah. expired, right? <laughs> we should be hearing about I it now. I do wonder if you asked Nintendo if they would say, if their response would be like, oh, we just released Bowser's Fury a few years ago. Like, you know what I mean? I wonder yeah. if they think it's bigger than we give it credit for, if that makes sense. They're like, why are you guys being so greedy? We just Yeah, I mean, which to be clear, I love Bowser's Fury. I thought that was mm-hmm. fantastic. But I, but you guys are, I'm with you. I think we're all on the same page. It's like, it didn't feel like a new 3D Mario. It felt like a cool, somewhat small little Mario experiment that was really fun. Yeah, I mean, it's an it was, essentially it was an add-on to an existing yeah. game. Yeah, you know, like it's really all it comes down to. So it's like that shit again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I still haven't played that. By the Bowser's way. Fury. I, I love 3D. Oh, yeah, I, I love 3D. I played. A, Marcus, I know. A I new, played OG it's a new 3D mainline World back 3D in the day. Mario game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm cheap, and I just haven't ponied up sure. the sixty dollars. That's fine. Uh, I need to. It's it, it's hard because I think because I've already played through 3D World. Yeah. Uh, and though I love that game, it's like, oh, it's still like that game. I'm playing $60 essentially for like a smaller add-on Yeah, it's thing. too bad you can't buy Bowser's Fury as just like a $20 DLC like, yeah. or something. It would, it would, it's great. It's, it's pretty substantial. It's probably like, I don't know, six hours or something total to play, maybe even longer. But yeah, to, it's attached to a whole other very good game that I'm with you, Marcus, like, I already played that. I did. I did the sort of. I got every freaking star in that game. I'm, I'm good. I don't need to to play yeah. it again. And I played it with four people. So I played it the best way oh, you yeah, could play yeah. it, pretty much like from start to finish with a full party. Uh, so yeah. But alrighty. So that is our. Uh, okay, Kyle, you said yours, right? Yeah, Am my I, hail mary was uh, Tears of the Kingdom DLC. Just yeah, details, right, right, like right. you know, there's not gonna be like it's not. It's just like we are working. It'll be like the way they did where the sequel to the Breath <laughs> of the Wild teaser many years ago. Yeah, it'll just be like Onuma will be in you know in Purgatory or wherever he stands to give those direct presentations, and they'll let Fujibayashi <laughs> stand next to him for once because he's they need to start. He's the director of Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. Like they should let him have some of the spotlight. But they'll be standing together hand in hand. Obviously, I don't think I need to say that. <laughs> Yeah, fingers locked, fingers locked, right? Not just and, they'll be, and they'll say, <laughs> and just so you know, we are working on DLC for Tears of the Kingdom. Please stay tuned for more information. And by the way, Wind Waker I'll and Twilight it. Princess on Switch now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> God, I can't imagine. That's that's a, that's one for me, Marcus. Where I'm like, I can't even guess that anymore. Yeah, I can't even predict Wind Waker on Switch anymore. I, oh, that's your yeah, avowal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, there we go. That is our predictions. Uh, either we are going to look like the smartest people that have ever existed or the biggest idiots to ever grace games media. And then, you know, someone's going to have to do a funny little song and dance. So, you know, let us, you know, as the, the viewers, let us know your predictions for who's got the right predictions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, do you, who do you predict is going we'll to blow this thing? figure out, too, if we're if we're all just wrong, what do we do with that information? None of oh, us get anything. Oh, like right. there's a tie in any way? We all just... We'll have to just together, synchronize. We all, yeah, we all learn yeah. a K-pop dance together. No, I don't want to dance. I yeah, do that's... not agree to dancing. I'll say, I don't want to dance. <laughs> you can wave your arms around or something. You got arms. You got just arms. dance, Kyle. Oh, arms too. That's my other hail mary prediction. Mm. Arms too coming to Nintendo Switch in 2023. Arms too. <laughs> They've got two arms now. All right. Well, before we jump into listener emails, let's get some housekeeping done. Thanks for uh, listening, guys. Leave us a podcast review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you leave us a five-star review, we appreciate it. We tend to read them on the show. We don't have any this week, but 
you know, or leave us a one star if you hate this. If you hate me hosting, uh, you know, let me know so that I can cry in the corner, please. Uh, I need that every now and then, a, a good cry. But yeah, you know, go on there and give us, <laughs> give us a good review. I would appreciate it. And check us out on all of our social channels, our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Game Informer. Check us out on YouTube. We've got two channels. We've got our Game Informer YouTube channel, as well as the Game Informer Shows YouTube channel, which is where all of our uh, stream archives live. Also, a reminder that single issues of Game Informer magazine are now available. You can go to GameStop.com slash Game Informer to pick up uh, the most recent five issues. The Final Fantasy issue is now on sale to purchase individually and you can buy single issues for $5.99 without a subscription. So if you are someone that doesn't want to subscribe or if you just like to collect them, I know a lot of people love just collecting the issues for the amazing cover art that we have, especially in these recent uh, issues. You can go do that uh, commitment free, basically. And be sure to check us out on social media. I am on Twitter at Marcus Stewart 7 That's the number seven. Be sure to check out Kyle Hilliard at Kyle M. Hilliard. And Charles, I don't actually know your Twitter handle. <laughs> what is your Twitter handle? I'm at ChuckDuck365. I knew it involved ducks, but I was trying not to confuse it with Rebecca Valentine, who also has mm-hmm. a duck. <laughs> you guys are the two ducks Which that I think of. doesn't even Twitter. rhyme in her at, so I don't know what that's about. <laughs> She's really crossing <laughs> the line right. there. <laughs> and be sure to also check out our other podcast, uh, All Things Nintendo, hosted by Brian Shea. And also, uh, Kyle and our and myself, our ongoing Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts Super Replay every Friday on our Twitch channel. We're, uh, you know, we hit a wall last episode, but we, we managed to get over it. And I think it's going to be smooth sailing from here on out, Kyle. I, I promise. So. Yeah, it was still a good episode. Yeah, we're building some good stuff. And also shout out, of course, to our amazing producer, uh, Matt Storm, a.k.a. DJ Stormageddon. Be sure to check out their podcast, Fun and Games, as well as the Reignite podcast about all things Bioware. They do awesome, awesome work on our podcast, so give them a listen. And with that said, let's jump to some listener emails. We got a couple of questions from the community Discord, and if you want to send us a question, you can either email us at podcast at gameperformer.com. Or, as I mentioned, if you're a part of the Discord channel, just hit us up in the uh, Game Informer Show's uh, channel in our Discord. And first and foremost, this is our, excuse me, our first question by Mr. Zachary Pliggy. Actually, they've got a couple of questions that we're going to touch on, with number one being, with how well Street Fighter VI is reviewing and what Tekken 8 has been showing off, do you think we'll see another resurgence in the fighting game space? I, I... I think one always kind of accompanies a good Street Fighter, right? Like, four marked a resurgence. Six is probably going to mark a resurgence. I feel like it's a lot. It's a lot on Street Fighter's shoulders <laughs> more than Tekken <the> <laughs> and Mortal Kombat. But uh, it's also what? When was the last time all three of these games released in the same year? You know, I mean, Tekken. The 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 jury's still out on sure, that. Sure, but sure. I actually, I'm trying no, to remember. November 10th. <laughs> yeah, November 10th, 2023. Has a Mortal Kombat in a in a mainline like number Street Fighter ever come out in the same year before? It seemed like they would actually, want to avoid it if they could. I feel like they've maybe in the earlier day, but I'm actually trying to think. And I'm, not, I'm again, I'm not counting like various Street Fighter re-releases. I'm like talking about like the first 
of like the number, like Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Three, oh. not counting the Alpha games. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. So Street Fighter yeah. Five was 2016, or actually, I think Street Fighter Four might because Street Fighter Four was 08, I think. And I believe that was also Mortal Kombat versus DC, which <laughs> yeah, 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 is yeah. technically, I mean, it is considered Mortal Kombat 8. I'm kind of pulling up so, the two Wikipedia timelines to see. Mortal Kombat 92, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting was 92. I don't know. This is a complicated list to whatever. Yeah. whatever. Like I said, is. I'm not counting re-releases. <laughs> yeah, Street Fighter, Street Alpha. Fighter but. I do think it's interesting that like we, we were talking about like whether or not we were going to play Street Fighter early in this episode. And I was like, I'm interested in it, but I think I'm more interested in Mortal Kombat. And just the idea that, like, all all the fighting games feel different. They attract, like, slightly different audiences in a lot of cases. And I think just, like, seeing a big release of one is going to make people more interested in other... Like, it's not just, am I going to play this one fighting game that came out this year? It's like, oh, there's so many. Maybe there's one that's, like, a better fit for me. Um, So, I mean, I think I I could definitely see that happening, uh, personally. Yeah. And it could be the other thing of, like, you play one and it makes you want to play the other ones. You're like, oh, I like fighting games now. Maybe I'll try. Like, I really like Street Fighter. I've never gotten into Street Fighter. Maybe I'll check out this Mortal Kombat thing, you know. Who knows? It could always have that effect. By but. the way, Street Fighter 3 and Street and Mortal Kombat 4 both came out in 97. Okay. Man, it's funny because, like, at least in my opinion, two of the weakest entries in both of those series <laughs> came out the same year. Not a... Not a big Mortal Kombat four. How or, do you feel Mortal Kombat versus DC? Is that mainline Mortal Kombat or it? No? Technically, it is because it is counted as Mortal Kombat. Okay, 8. then I, that was like in the number. Shoot, yeah. That was my first Mortal Kombat game because I really wanted to play as Superman. Also, I was eight years old, so you know. Yeah, so Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe and Street Fighter four same year. Okay, so I was right about that. Yeah, but yeah, I don't like it's like yeah, I don't know. It feels significant, though, still. Yeah, like, we, had to, we had to search that out. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. No, 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 no. For the, the those planets to align like that. So, you know, hopefully, uh, I mean, Street Fighter Six is really good. Hopefully Mortal Kombat 1 is just as good, and it's not a, a new Mortal Kombat 4. But I, I, I'm i pretty confident it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? They've been doing pretty good work there over lately. I forgot to mention this real quick during the Street Fighter segment, but I, I don't know if you guys are big enough street fighter fans to notice this but all the even numbered street fighter games are always awesome and it's always the odd number ones that are sort of like the we, we drop the ball in some way <laughs> yeah, i mean yeah. street fighter one it was it kind of doesn't count because it was like its own weird thing and it was just like it, it does not resemble what it would become later but like street fighter 3 the original version of it is not at least i didn't really like it that much because that's when they it's jettisoned a, most of the third established roster third strike though is like Third Strike's the good right. one. I think we even... That's where they added... Okay. Yeah, like, that is the best version of Street Fighter 3, but I'm talking right. about, like, the original version of it. We have a list version of it. on GameInformer.com from 2019, the 30 greatest fighting games of all time, and we have Street Fighter 3, Third Third Strike, as number one. Wait, yeah. as number one? Mm-hmm. Was this before Whoa. Street Fighter 3? I, I, I think just, so. I put Street Fighter 4 over it. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I, I remember Surreal valiantly uh, making his pitch for why he thought that should be number one. Okay, so now I know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) All righty, but yeah, and then, but I don't know. Even number Street Fighters seems like you're always going to be in for a great time. Is basically the point of that. (laughs) And uh, Pliggy's next question is: What is one game you'd be stoked to see at Summer Games Fest, but you know it won't be there? 
sort of a play on what we just did. And his other question was uh, asking for a long shot, but we we just did yeah. that. So like, well, that's your first part. Like, what's a game that you would love to see that you are absolutely convinced is not going to show up? Okay. Uh, I mean, I think I know. We know for a fact, Silk Song isn't going to be there. I think they've said that. Um, did they say that specifically, like as part of the delay? I guess I assumed it was part of the delay because they said it. I, I I feel like when they would delay it and said like, hey, we're going to take a little longer on this. I feel like if they were going to have a big trailer at SGF, then I think they would have said it there. Um, but I feel like that's pretty unlikely. At, at least that's just me. Maybe it does show up. Yeah, I mean, Armored Core will probably make an appearance probably at Summer Games Fest. There'll probably be a new Armored Core trailer. But the thing I... Oh, man, I forgot. But the thing that. I want from from software is I don't know if it's called Elden Ring 2 or if it's called like something if, if maybe it's they've, they've done it before where it's like they'll just make a new franchise right like this like whatever the follow-up to Elden Ring is whatever the open world from software game is Elden Ring 2 maybe like they're working on it right they're working on that expansion. That yeah, they yeah, that's, that's true. Are you saying like even with that already about floating the out there? Those I guess th- I'm more excited for like a proper sequel than I am an expansion, if that makes sense. I just, whatever that team, whatever the Elden Ring team is actively working on, because you, I'm making a lot of assumptions here, but I imagine like there's a part of that team that is working on the next Elden Ring, whatever that may be, and then another part of the team is working on the expansion and then there's another faction of from software that's working on armored core maybe I'm, I'm imagining this team much larger than they actually are but i mean we're not going to see like an elden ring sequel at, you know at sgm right like, yeah it's too early for that but i would like to i'd like to know what that is okay i don't know elder scroll six <laughs> yeah yeah no <laughs> yeah. they're all in on Star i would Scroll's. love to see that elden- <laughs> yeah but there's no way in hell that shows up <laughs> so yeah there that, that fits the the question well uh, let's see. And our last question comes from Snake Eater. It's funny because I, I kind of answered this for myself, but I would like to know what you guys think. Uh, they simply ask, will we see Metroid Prime 4 at Summer Games Fest? And why does Nintendo refuse to show us it? I mean, I don't think we're going to see it there. I think Nintendo's just going to show it on their own terms if they get a chance rather than. Oh, yeah. Not at Summer yeah. Games Fest. I mean, Fest. wouldn't they be showing it on their own terms, technically, if they showed well, it? Well, I'm saying, they like, because they could give Keeley a. It, it, as part of their. They ju- could give Keeley a trade. Oh. Right? Or they could be like, we'll just do a Metroid Direct in two weeks. And then we have. Then we don't even have to. We have full control. <laughs> you know? Okay. I see what you're saying. I think I read or I interpreted his question as like not necessarily Summer Games Fest, the show itself, but oh, in like the, the season. Cause yeah. That's like the shorthand for like, like the way E3 used to be. Now we're just called June Summer Games Fest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if it's like, if the question is like, do we think it'll be on Keeley's show? Then no way. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't I mean, think that. Nintendo stuff yeah. has shown up there before. I mean, Breath of the Wild's first proper showcase was on Summer Game Fest with Onuma and Miyamoto playing it on a Wii U gamepad. Like that was the first time we saw proper Breath of the Wild gameplay, which was huge. We see, but that was that was E three, right? No, that was well, it was it was, was uh, you know I think it was the Game Awards. Now I think about it, because Summer Game Fest wasn't a thing that existed yet. Yeah, but uh, gotcha, that's gotcha. yeah, so that's was... where they showed like looking in the distance and marking stuff on the map and the the paraglider. Like that was the mm. first time we saw any of that stuff, and it was on one of Keeley's stages. You see, there's a difference, Kyle. See, that was that was the Wii U era. That's when Nintendo That's was, right. like, needed some help. <laughs> they, <laughs> they were just it. they are just they need some help. This is this is now Switch era 
making billion dollar movies nintendo right. now they're they can big league everybody they're like we don't need we don't need your dinky stage no more <laughs> y'all see that movie we just put out have you seen the zelda numbers uh, that's true that's a good point imagine imagine jeff backstage like it's not dinky i'm really proud of it <laughs> worked hard on this really big idris elba's here <laughs> he walked the stage. It's got that the el- the elbow rub. Uh, Charles, did you have an answer for this? Uh, do you think we'll see Prime or? Uh, you know, Metroid is a series that I feel like half the time doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Like, like it. I I know it's coming at some point. They've announced it in theory. I don't. I don't feel like it is, but I don't have a good reason as to why. It just feels like it's been floating around for so long they also did the thing where they kind of restarted development that was a, a while, while ago, ago. i just something about that and like my internal clock felt like a big enough push that like i don't know i feel like it'll i feel like it'll be a while but i mean obviously i'd be pleasantly surprised if it was there yeah um, i don't know yeah I, I feel like the restart at this point is long enough now to where it feels like they theoretically could show something mm-hmm. that was like three years ago that they announced that right at this point it's been a while yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think it was like pre-pandemic yeah i was uh, sitting i was in lot i was in a los angeles convention center room i remember when i saw it so like that t- to me that time stamps it in my head of like that was probably 2018 that was the last time i was like at an e3 and e3 existed proper you know yeah and even coupling in like any disruptions that the pandemic might have caused and like slowed things down it's like that's still been what like five years yeah. i mean it was it was the same e3 as uh tears of the kingdom was announced so oh is that right pretty yeah, sure so. i'm pretty sure that that e3 had you know actually i uh, think it might have breath of the wild sequel and metroid prime and bayonetta 3 it was all like but the, the last two we only got logos for so it was like who knows when that's happening but it was like when they were announced I th- no no look I at this because e- band because Bayonetta 3 was announced when the Switch launched, or like yeah. the same year. That was Me- Metroid Prime was 2017. Metroid Prime 4 was announced. The, the initial in announcement before oh, they. Gotcha. Yeah. And then the well, then I'm wrong. sequel to Breath of the Wild was 2019, was when they had that announcement. So, yeah. Oof, yeah oh. It's been a while. Which would, but that might have been the year that the restart was announced, yes, right? I like, think so. Original Metroid Prime 4 was announced. That's in when Retro touched then... back over because it was Bandai Namco for a while, and then Retro has it again now. Yeah. Wasn't it Cyber Connect 2 Ooh, that was that tied to it originally? Right yeah yeah then retro yeah then they were like retro's gonna do it again right uh, yeah yeah, so. yeah yeah okay timelines yeah mine time was, is weird mine was now. completely wrong <laughs> oh it's pre-pandemic who, who can yeah, remember that before I mean, times yeah at this it's point, all right? a blur at this point seriously did it really happen honestly wait did they make a metroid uh, prime 4 teaser <laughs> hold on a second <laughs> <laughs> we're getting another one uh okay so yeah, I hope that's uh, that answers uh, those confusing answers to your question, uh, Snake Eater. Thanks for sending me in. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're gonna wind down this episode of the Game Informer Show, the the Marcus Stewart hosted edition. Uh, we'll never do this again, except for yeah, next week. Yeah, no, you did great, <laughs> man. I love it. You did an awesome job. Thank you. I appreciate it, Kyle. I appreciate everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, as I mentioned, check out uh, all of the plugs, GameInformer.com. Visit us there. Read our stuff. Go to Game Informer twitch.tv game informer youtube channel subscribe to the magazine buy the single issues all that stuff that i said before you should just do that again <laughs> that'd be just great continue doing that. <laughs> yeah don't stop and until next week we shall see you then bye bye everyone <laughs> <laughs>